Hi, everybody. This is Nick. We are working hard on our next numbered episode. But in the meantime, we have a couple of stand-up interviews that we've been meaning to post from the Midwest Gaming Classic back in May. And so here is one that we did with Jordan Davis, Raftronaut, creator of the NES game Space Raft that we covered back in episode five. Jordan here talks about adapting this 8-bit home console game for an arcade format and also about what it's like to get a homebrew game published for the Switch, which is happening later this year. One thing that we do want to say, we didn't realize until after we got out of the convention hall that the mics we were using to record had an issue that we didn't know about, and so we ended up with a lot of background convention noise, and it was kind of hard to hear what was being said. I have tried to clean that up as best I can, but the audio quality is not quite as good as our regular stuff. It's going to sound pretty processed. And so we apologize for that, but we felt like the interview was good enough anyway that we wanted to go ahead and post it. So without further ado, here you go. Please enjoy. And the Homebrew Game Club will be back soon with our next episode on Dungeons and Doom Nights for the NES. All right, this is the Homebrew Game Club. We are live at the Midwest Gaming Classic in beautiful downtown Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And uh, today we're, I'm here with Bart, and we are talking to Jordan Davis, creator of Space Raft, and a, uh, a prolific NES homebrew, uh, I guess, a, a new creator on the scene. So why don't you uh, tell us, like, what, what are you working on now? When, what, have you, what have you done? Uh, what, what have I done, or what am I working on? I guess, yeah, let's break that, let's break that into two questions. <laughs> what, yeah, so what have you done? Like, so my first project was Space Raft, um, which I released on Kickstarter in 2020. Um, so I guess my start in the community probably was in 2018 or so, which when I started development on that game, it took me about two years before I could release it. Uh, and then I have done, uh, about 10 or so soundtracks for NES games, a lot in the NES maker scene, um, because I have kind of been one of the go-to musicians in that scene, understanding how the sound engine works and how sound effects work and stuff. Um... Then I think my next project was Waldo's Forever, a game that I sold to a dispensary in Chicago. Right. Yeah. Um, a marketing company basically contacted me and, and commissioned me to make a game for a dispensary. So that was a fun side quest. <laughs> uh, and then um, Space Raft Arcade, which we're here to talk about. Right, yeah. Um, which is not quite a sequel to Space Raft, but it is more or less like an arcade extension like a next chapter if you will um and then right now i'm working on project sword with nathan from bite the chili which is kind of like my main focus yeah i got to play some of that yesterday it's it's super fun it looks uh it's a kind of a shadow of the ninja inspired i would say shadow of the ninja has been one of my visual inspirations because i'm doing graphics and music on that project and nathan is handling all the programming Nathan has never played Shadow of the Ninja, so as much as I talk it up, <laughs> it can only be 50% of an influence. So, but really, we have a, a game engine that is kind of 50-50 Batman and Ninja Gaiden with kind of like a Castlevania visual influence mixed with The Princess Bride. Yeah. yeah. So tell me about Space Raft Arcade, which you've got set up here today. So uh, this is running on an actual arcade cabinet. It's the first time I've ever seen an NES homebrew on an arcade cabinet. And also, yeah. what, what, what's the difference between this one and the, the NES cart? Uh, well, I'll kind of answer both those questions. Um, so 
Spacecraft Arcade is basically an extension of the home game that I released in 2020. Um, it got, Spacecraft got a lot more attention than I expected, um, including like, you know, a lot more local attention than I thought as well. Like all the newspapers here in Milwaukee wrote at least one article oh, about, that's cool. about the game. Um, so it got a lot of exposure. Um, we got interest from a local arcade called X-Ray Arcade, which is basically a, a punk venue slash arcade, which they have a fleet of about 15 games. And then they have, you know, punk shows uh, on Friday, Saturday, Sunday nights. Um, and so they've just been ramping up their, their arcade wing and just kind of getting established here in Milwaukee. Um, and knowing that my project is about the Milwaukee music scene and my rock and roll band, they contacted me to see if I would want to do an installation of my game in their arcade. But being such an arcade nerd and, you know, the arcade being like really like some of my formational, like foundational experiences with video games, you know, in the eighties playing Galaga and playing, finding the old arcade games in the corner of my favorite arcades in the nineties was all my, all my favorite things, you know? Um, so even in the nineties, I was playing old games when I would go to arcades, still the experience of going to the arcade and the, the, the heart pumping aspect of the adrenaline rush that you get from playing a time-based game or, or a skill-based game. I really wanted to like pay homage to like how much appreciation I have for the arcade as an environment. So instead of just putting my game, <clears throat> my NES game in a cabinet, I decided I would take the chance to just do a complete revamp, take the engine and then build new mechanics that worked better for the arcade. All right. Yeah. And so Space Raft has some Zelda dungeons in it. It's got some adventure, um, right, right. some adventure, um, aspects to it, which don't, I don't feel like that works well for the arcade at all. I feel like that's something and at home you can, if once you clear the enemies off of a screen in Zelda, you can just set the controller down and walk away. And that's definitely a, a, a no, no for the arcade. You want to make sure that the, pay, the, the gameplay keeps going then it's snappy. And that if somebody walks away from it, the next person's going to have the chance to play because you know, the player will die. Or whatever. Sure. Sure. So, um, basically I took out a lot of the story stuff from space Raft, a lot of the, the dialogue, um, and, and put it, I, I put fewer locations in the game. So there are, there are only three major locations, but they're all, they all kind of function as larger areas in themselves. So again, X-Ray arcade commissioned the game to be, uh, to be made essentially. So the entire first level is, uh, X-ray arcade and then underneath X-ray arcade as if it was like some, you know, Goonies basement kind of situation. Um, Fratelli hideout situation, you know. Nice. <laughs> um, and so from there, I just chose other more, I chose more specific Milwaukee locations because knowing that this arcade machine is going in a location in Milwaukee, my target audience for it is going to know what I'm talking about. So I chose X-Ray Arcade because people will be inside X-Ray Arcade when they're playing this game. And then I chose uh, the Milwaukee Oriental Theater, which is our famous like downtown theater, which we have our film festival at as okay, well. Okay, cool. Like a very much a linchpin, you know, uh, spoke of our arts community here in Milwaukee. Like I remember going to the Oriental Theater when I was a kid 
to see American Tale. Like my mom brought me there. It was the first movie that I remember seeing as a kid. So putting the Oriental Theater in in in, uh, in the game was like a huge kind of thrill for me. Um, and that's an instantly recognizable loca- location for any Milwaukeean, you know. And then thirdly, I put in uh, the Milwaukee Art Museum, which is kind of like a world-class building here on the lakefront, which was featured, I think, in Transformers 2 or something. It's a crazy-looking mm-hmm. building that looks like it can just get up and fly away because it's got wings on it. <laughs> it's a very strange-looking <laughs> building. And so I chose that as the third location because it also gave me an opportunity to do pixel art versions, a lot of the art that's hanging in the Milwaukee Art Museum which was another like side quest kind of thing to keep myself motivated. <laughs> yeah. You know, paying respect to the city that I'm doing this game about, you know. Now, when you I was just going to say earlier you talked about going into the arcade in the 90s and seeking out all these older games, right? So when I walked into the room here and I saw the Space Draft cabinet it looks super retro and that's awesome. What, that's what I was um, talking about, right? But I wanted to I was wondering because obviously it's an old, older monitor, older cabinet. Yeah. Talk about the challenges of getting it up and running. Well, so the thing is the arcade took care of all the physical side of it. And one of the great things about X-Ray Arcade is that the arcade tech that works there is actually the same arcade tech that worked in the arcade that I used to hang out in after high school. He has been like in the arcade industry for like 25, 30 years now. And when I was going after school to play Street Fighter against kids from across the town, you know, because all of our bus, all of our buses met in the middle of, of my hometown, we would all go to the mall and we would play Street Fighter against kids from the other side of the river, you know. And you know, lo and behold, my my friend Tony uh, is actually he was the arcade tech there at the arcade that I went to in high school, and now he's the arcade tech at uh, X Ray Arcade, who's featuring my first game. So there's this crazy synergy happening in the full circle. Um, he's the first person that showed me like where the repair shop was. He opened the door to the repair shop in the arcade and said, this is where we fix everything. This is where the sausage is made. You know, my first like insider look into the video game industry, you know, nice. super exciting for me as a kid. Um, but so they contacted me about the hardware because they have experience refurbing cabinets, putting new control decks on wiring up new control harnesses, fixing CRTs, printing up cabinet art, all of this stuff. Like they have the experience doing all the physical side. Yeah, the art on the cabinet looks fantastic. Thank you. That like was the, the done decals, by yeah. my stepdaughter. Um, the, the poster that I used to celebrate my Kickstarter right. um, was done by my stepdaughter, Arella Warren, who's a very, very talented artist. And I'm very lucky you actually took the time to work <laughs> on my project because yeah. everything that I do is like, yeah, whatever, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think she's secretly proud of all the success that I've had with this project. And I know that she was happy to put that artwork together for us. Oh, yeah, it looks fantastic. And breaking it apart into a format that worked for the arcade cabinet was an incredibly thrilling process. Oh, right. Yeah. Huh. Seeing that come to life was like this whole new... I didn't know that this project had this kind of legs. So seeing how far it's gone is just an incredibly bewildering experience for me, you know, because I thought I was making a potato. You know, I, I really didn't know that people would enjoy what I was making. I thought maybe some locals would find it funny enough that it would be worth enough to own. But again, the 
interest in it has far exceeded my expectations. Yeah, well, let me ask you about that. So I, we were talking yesterday about how, you know, it went from this kind of like local, this thing that you made for some friends, and it's it was just announced yesterday that it's being ported to Switch. Yes, that was just announced. That's amazing. Yeah, so Space Draft is now part of the premium edition game compilation that's coming out in a physical edition on Switch. Um, and we're also working on an eShop version, of a digital uh, version of Space right. Draft for the Nintendo Switch as well. Um, and, you know, a lot of my audience I know doesn't have their, you know, a lot of my music audience doesn't have their NES up and running. You know, part of my gamble with this project was thinking that a lot of, you know, because my, my band produces music that gets pressed on vinyl and my audience is people that like old records. And I figured that there was some cross-section of those people that might like old video games too. And I figured it would be a small cross-section, but a worthwhile one, right? It turns out that that was much bigger than uh, than that. Um, I forgot what the question was. Uh, uh, talk about Switch. Yeah, porting to Switch. Oh, okay. So I knew that there was a big cross section of. I knew that there was a cross section of people that might be interested in both records and NES games. The old hardware of both idioms probably interesting to some of my audience. Um, but a lot of my, you know, music audience doesn't have old NESs hanging around. You know, they might have a computer that can play an emulator. Um, but you know, a lot of my music audience has switches readily available. And this is something that would bring a lot more access to a lot more people. And especially around the world, too, because it's such an international platform, you know, for publishing new software. So. I'm really excited about that. It's still pretty fresh and hard for me to process. So I'm still kind of talking like my initial thoughts here. Like, what is it like to have an official Nintendo licensed product? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, right. I'm right. shaking a little. Here's a question about the game you may not have gotten. Where is the best chicken sandwich in Milwaukee? Ooh. So unfortunately, before you guys got here, the best chicken sandwich in Milwaukee had closed. Ugh. It appears in the game, there's a food truck that was called Foxfire that made the most legendary chicken sandwich here. And all of us in Space Raft talked about it incessantly for months and months and months. We were the annoying guys talking about the sandwich, um, which just became our inside joke. We would talk about the chicken sandwich as some sort of like religious experience. <laughs> and, you know, um, Firefox made such a good sandwich and was so popular that uh, they actually had to, they, they closed because of all the success that they had. They got tired. They figured, what else are we going to do with this? We've done enough. Let's just retire. Let's just put this down. They sold the truck and they moved on. Uh, and I don't know, like, if any of your listeners have worked in restaurants, it's very much a hustle. It's a grind and it never stops sure. it's day yeah. after day. And if you're cooking food for people, and like my mom was a chef. I grew up in kitchens. Like I just know the life. And uh, if you're cooking food for people and hustling, you get tired after a while and it stops being rewarding. And to be able to go out on a high note, just being like, yo, we made our mark here. People will, st will always talk about the sandwich <laughs> forever. Like I put it in a video game. Yeah, it's immortalized. Exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's a bittersweet story. I wish that that sandwich was alive and well. But I do too. It has departed under the best and happiest circumstances. So there are runners up. We could have a ranking sometime, but the official best chicken sandwich in Milwaukee has retired. It's great. 
All right. Uh, yeah, we're at, uh, looks like we're at 15 minutes. So Okay, so where would you like people to go to check out your stuff? Well, so physical cartridges of space wrap can be found on dustymedicalrecords.com. Actually, that might be dustymedical.com. But it's a record label called Dusty Medical Records that has right. a website <laughs> with a URL that is we'll, one we'll of put those. it in the show notes. Exactly. Right. Uh, but you can buy physical copies of the cartridge there. Uh, we also have an emulator built into the website so you can play the game directly from the website. Yeah, right. Um, and then I've also got the ROM available for download on itch.io. Um, my developer handle is Raftornaut. You can find me on itch.io. Um, and for, I guess for other updates, I tend to post a lot on Twitter and I don't have a related handle. I just have my own personal Twitter, which is kind of my developer. Like I don't really post much anything about anything else than games. So if you're going to follow me for games, you might as well follow me there. So my handle is 0000Jordan. Um, and I'll be posting stuff about, you know, updates with the Switch port, uh, Space right. Wrapped Arcade and Project Sword. When, when is the ETA on the Switch port? Uh, it's going to be later this year. Uh, I don't have a firm, firm deadline on that. Probably at the end of summer, okay. fall. Cool. So we'll, we'll be we'll, making announcements as, they, as we have them. Basically. Great. Well, we will keep an eye out. Thank awesome. you for talking to us, Jordan Thanks Davis. And uh, we'll, we'll be back with, with some more uh, stuff from the uh, Midwest Gaming Classic. Awesome. I'm going to go find one of those runner-up chicken sandwiches. Awesome.